strong that shit. Huh? I can't have a whole crew standing right now. It's not gonna work. No. Sit down. Okay. Um, I wanna, I wanna do, I wanna do a series about great kashras machliksim that happened over the generations. There's many interesting foods and personalities and svarim that were written and that dealt with these kashras machliksim. But I want to give a bit of haktama to, to the, to the sugi of kashras machliksim with some relatively basic information, some of it more, some of it less, but let's, let's give a basic haktama. Everybody knows that the, the Tehran Pasha Shmini is mitzavos about which foods are permissible to eat as a Jew, which foods are not permissible to eat. The Shulchan Aruch, the, the Gemara on Chulin spends a, you know, a bunch of letter explaining all the different Simani Kashras, what's kosher, what's not kosher. The Simanim and Shulchan Aruch, there's a whole bunch of Simanim and Shulchan Aruch. Now, the basic idea I think everyone knows since they're a kid is that when you eat something that's not kosher, there's Timtum Halev. Right? There's some sort of, something called Timtum Halev. And, you know, the, the opposite, when you eat something that is kosher, it gives you the right kachis and the right abilities to do what you need to do. And I just want to give the background to that, explain the concept of Tim Tamalev, and we'll, we'll move forward into the actual kashras disputes following that. So, so really, the, the, the idea of Tim Tamalev starts from a Gemara. And a, so so but let's start like this. It actually has to do with this past week's parsha. Chazal, in many places throughout Shas, say that Goyim have zuama. Now, it's not clear what Zuama means, but the Gemara directly the Mashal in Shabbos and Davkof Memheim at Beis, the Gemara says, Gemara asks it like directly. It's a known fact that Avdi Kachavim have Zuama. Why do Avdi Kachavim have Zuama? And the Gemara over there says, When the Nachash, you know, did what he did with Chava, he inserted some Zuama. Yisrael, the Amdul of Nehra Sinai, Kal Yisrael, that stood in front of our Sinai, so Pasku Mehem Zuamasam. The Zuama dissipated, it, it went away. But I have the Kechavim, the Amdul of Nehra Sinai, so Loi Pasku Zuamasam. The Zuama didn't dissipate, and therefore they still have Zuama. That's what the Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Kofim Hei says. But in, in several other places throughout Shas, in, in Avay Dizara, and in Shabbos itself, and Daf Pevav, the Gemara says, the reason why I have the Kechavim have Zuama is the, the Achli Shkatsi Yuramasi. They eat treif. They eat creepy crawlies. The Achli Shkatsi Ramasi. That's why they have Zuma. That's what the Gemara says. Now, now, so now it's hard to know exactly what Zuma is and to, you know, what, what the medical condition of Zuma exactly is. It's hard to put our finger on. And I'm not going to go into the Sira and these different Chazals. We want, Chazal is saying different Sibas for Zuma and, and Chazal use Zuma by Yidin also, we'll see. I'm not going to get into the Sira and exactly try to define what Zuma is, but, but suffice to say, the Chazal clearly say that there's an impact, a zuama impact that happens when someone eats shkatsi ramasi. That the Gemara says. Now, what does that zuama? You know, what does that zuama do? What could the zuama do? So the Gemara of Adizara, on the flamid aleph and aleph, the Gemara brings as follows. The Gemara says, Hani These old goyim, they have a They would eat from mashkin that was left megola. We know that mayim megola water that's left out over. You know, not overnight. Water that's left out for any period of time that a snake could get to it and deposit his, his venom into it is not allowed to be drunk. Now, whether that din applies today, it doesn't apply today, but the Gemara over there, when the din was betakfe, when the din certainly applied, says there are old gayim that they drink giloy all the time, so they don't die. And the Gemara presents this as a question. How could we say that giloy is so, de- so terrible, so dangerous? There are plenty of old gayim who are drinking, you know, this, this guy's been smoking till his 95th birthday. That's what the Gemara is asking. 
How can you tell me it's dangerous? And the Gemara answers, I did the Achli Shkatsim Ramasim, since they eat Shkatsim Ramasim, Chavil Gufayu. Since they eat Shkatsim Ramasim, it, it, it does something to their body. And whatever that does to their body allows them to eat, to drink water that potentially has the venom of a snake in it, and it doesn't damage them. They're fine, they could go weiter. So clearly the Gemara is understanding the Zuama, that, that's, that's the impact of, of, of Achilles, you know, Shkatsim Ramasim, the Zuama, is a physical phenomenon. It's not a spiritual phenomenon, it's a physical phenomenon. When one eats things that are treif, the zuama that's imparted into him is something that has physical ramifications. There are these old gayim who are eating, you know, drinking ma'ayim golem, and nothing happens to them because they're, they're impervious to the, to the effects of ma'ayim golem. Now, Taisvis Afanarit asks an interesting question. Taisvis asks that in the Gemara and Shabbos and Dafevav, the Gemara says, Klal Yisrael, who are daigi b'mitzvahs, who are very concerned about making sure they all, do, they all have mitzvahs, chavul gufayu. The Gemara uses the same shprach. Just like the Gemara says over here, that the goyim who eat treif are chavul gufayu, the Gemara says, Yisrael, that a daigi b'mitzvahs are chavul gufayu. So Taisus asks, so everyone's a yidin should also be able to drink ma'ayim golem, nothing should happen to them, because they're also chavul gufayu. And Taisus says, and this is a line, which is interesting to what we're saying, Taisus says, Yesh leimar, lenin lehinatzel me'eres, ein mo'il chavul de'daigi b'mitzvahs, k'mo'il chavul de'achilish katsum ramasim. Taisus says, there's a distinction. The chavul by, by mitzvahs, that doesn't give you the same protection that chavul from, 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 from eating shatzum ramasim. Why he says, sh'yesh the chavul that comes from eating shatzum ramasim, that's built into the body. That becomes like a physical thing. That's like something physical that the guy has in him that's able to protect him from ayam gulam. As opposed to the chavul of a Jew who's tarab mitzvahs, that just means chavul like this. It doesn't mean chavul like physical chavul. It means chavul gufayu. They wear themselves down because they're so trudim in Eisek HaMitzvahs. But not a physical chavul gufayu like we're saying by a guy. So you see clearly, Taisus understood the Gemara of Zara to mean a very, very physical manifestation of the chavul gufayu. The Timta Malev that we discussed that comes from eating tarfus, Taisus understood to mean you know, very, very physical to the, to, the, to the body. Now, there are many, like, interesting different mahalchim. When the Torah says not to eat treif, the Torah doesn't say any reason. Like, like a lot of things in the Torah, the Torah doesn't give a reason for not eating treif. But in the different Rishonim, there are many different, you know, hasbaras that are given to not, eat, to not eat treif. And some of them are very much along this vein. For example, there's a letter that's miyuchus to the Ramban. Today, I think, the Velt says it's not the Ramban, it's just someone from B'nai Deiroi. But in the Kol Kisve Ramban, there's a letter there that's Miyuchus to the Ramban, where the Ramban discusses the, the issue of eating tarfus. And the Ramban says, since a person he is comprised, uh, you are what you eat, the Ramban says, you are what you eat, you're comprised of what you eat. He says, and therefore, lefichach, hivdileinu yisparach b'teirasei, HaKadosh Baruch who separated us with his Torah HaKadoshah, mikalam achalas, from several different food groups. He says, k'tsasan metaminas halev. Some of them, they impact the lev, the metam of the lev, k'chei levedam. Some of them give you like a great azus in your face, like, like wild animals. He says, they diminish a person's ability to understand things, understand Torah. Some of them just give you illnesses. They give you things that are not good for you physically, basic, basic physically. On all these categories of foods, that have an actual physical pagam that damage a person, the Torah says, Al Don't be mashakit your guf by eating them. He says, The Torah was made by using the language of Al Tashaktu, that all these things leave a physical impact on a person that, that damages his, his ability, you know, in all different categories. Some of the, each one of them is in a different category. 
Now, uh, Rabbi Yoyna, in his Pirush al says very similarly, the, the Rikanti takes it even further. He says, uh, the reason why the Torah asked Behemus at Meis, Lafi Abshat, Ki Heim Melidin Ifush Rav Achoyli Benafshes, Umaakvin Shlemas Haadam Milistavik Bashem Yisbarach. They make a physical weakness in a person that prevents him from being able to serve Hashem and to get close to Akkad Shbarach and to do his Avedis Achayim. Now, now, the nafkamin of all this, of this being like a, a purely physical manifestation, is when this became very popular to discuss this was in Muncie, you know, I don't know what, it, what is it already, I don't know, 15 years ago, whenever it was, that story, when, when everyone, you know, taivim mishleimim, yireim mishleimim, people who would never do, ave, never do an avera bekavana, who would never eat anything that they're not allowed to eat, or nichshel and eating tarfus for who knows how many years, in, in all sorts of echatimtas, etc., and the, the Ar Yisrael countries from Muncie, the countries Ar Yisrael that comes out all the time, put out a whole volume after that of all different Rabbanim handling the, the Timta Malev of, 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 of something that you eat that was Shalei Kavana. Because according to the way these Rishayim are describing the Timta Malev, and according to the Chazal seem to describe the Timta Malev, that it has a physical manifestation. Meaning that by eating something that's not good for you, that the terrorist said is not good for you, you physically become damaged. L'chayra, it shouldn't matter if you ate it on purpose, if you ate it by mistake, there should be no chilek between mazid and oinus. I mean, the full gamut of intentions that a person could have between mazid and oinus, there should be no chilek. Because whatever it is, you consumed it, you internalized it, now it's part of you. And whatever damage it's able to impart, it's able to impart. It shouldn't matter. And there was major back and forths, you know, about the tshuva components, about the tintamalev components, etc. But, but one of the, the primary like, uh, sources for it, and we're, we're Chetel Zuchais and Shulchan Aruch, meaning this din of Timtam Alev, Ba'inis, or Timtam Alev, that comes, you know, Be'etzim Nevela, isn't in Shulchan Aruch. There's not a Sif in Shulchan Aruch that says, Ha'eichel, Nevela, you know, Shkatsim Ramasim, Metames Liba. It's not a din in Shulchan Aruch. In Shulchan Aruch, it just says what you can eat and what you can't eat. It never says, you know, what the ramifications are. Now, where you see it in Shulchan Aruch is as following. There's a, there's a, a din in Simon Pei Aleph and Shulchan Aruch, and, and let's just back it up a little bit. There's really, there's really a steer in the Gemara. The Gemara Navi Zara and the Flamid Vav brings a Mishnah. If a non-Jewish woman is allowed to nurse in the, in the time when there was nursemaids, is a non-Jewish woman allowed to nurse a Jewish baby? And vice versa, could a Jewish mother nurse a non-Jewish baby? The Gemara brings a machlekes about it. One man says, can't do it at all. Mishum the chashid al Because I have the chashid to kill the babies. Don't leave a baby entrusted in the, you know, under the, the protection of a, of a non-Jewish nursemaid. The other man says, no. As long as the Yisrael nichnas v'yoytza, a Jew is someone, a rava machsher, a little bit of an oversight, no problem, he says. That's one Gemara. That's the mission of the Zara. The Gemara in Yivamis and Tafkufi Dalit says that in a case where there's other options, it's not a sakonis nefashis, where you could choose either a Jewish nurse or a non-Jewish nurse, and one chooses a non-Jewish nurse, says the Gemara, it's kiyonik sheketz. It's like you're, it's like you're being yonik sheketz. So really you have a kind of a serious Gemara. So Rabbeinu Hananel says, that the Gemara in Yavamis is the primary Gemara, and it's Kiyanik Sheketz. It's Chalav Akum, meaning human Chalav Akum, not Chalav Akum, we usually think of it, human Chalav Akum is Asr, says, says Rabbi Nechanan. It's Kiyanik Sheketz. Comes along the Rajbah, and the Rajbah is in Yavamis, the Rajbah is in Avedizara, the Rajbah is in Achuva, all over the Rajbah does this work, where he says as follows. He says, clearly from the Gemara in Avedizara, the Gemara held it's not Asr. You can't say that, that it's Asr Ba'atzim. That's not possible. The Gemara says clearly there's no chilek in that Mishnah. Both man the Amram say it's Mutter Medina. One man the Amr just says, for security purposes, you know, don't leave a, your child entrusted in someone who could be dangerous to your child. But that it's Mutter is clear from the Gemara of Adizara. 
So he says, what's the Gemara in Yavamas referring to when it says Kiyanik Shekets? He says as follows, the Isa Bagada, he says, I found the Medrash. And this is a famous Medrash, that when Moshe Rabbeinu was abandoned in, in the water and he was picked up by Basia, so it says the Isa Medrash Agada, that Basia took him around to all the women who could nurse in Mitzrayim, and he was not asking to nurse from any one of them. Omar, it says, Kaviyachal Moshe Rabbeinu said as a baby, Pesha Asid Ladaver Mashkina, Yoichadaver Tamei, the, the mouth that in the future is going to talk to the Shechina should eat something like this, and he wouldn't nurse. So says the Rajba, to eat the, the chalav of a non-Jewish woman. Says, Nevas, all it is, is the Yonik Sheketz means Timtam Alev. And this is uh, taking it a step further. Here you're taking something that's not even Asr, but Machmas, uh, you know, a little bit of extra, a little, uh, you know, extra feeling that just out the Timtam Alev Shabai we're creating an Isser. He says, when the Gemara Yivam says not to do it, Yonik Sheketz, it's purely out symptom alayv. It's not at all out sister achila. There's no sister achila. The nafkamina would be, obviously, where the woman's, let's say, a Jewish mother who's nursing, who's ill, and needs to eat food that, that she's not normally allowed to eat. Could she eat it and then nurse her child? Or do you say no? In this case, have someone else nurse the baby. Because even though you ate it behetter, because you're allowed to eat it now, but the yonik sheketz is still there. The symptom alayv is still going to be there. For example, now, I just, well, one detail over here. Is, it's interesting to me, the Rajba chooses to bring the Medrash. The Rajbah says the Yisab Medrash Agadah. Now, it's this, this concept that Moshe Rabbeinu refused to nurse and had to be taken to his mother to be nursed is a Mephorosh Gemara in Saita. The Gemara in Saita in Dafid Beis and Beis says Kemat the same story. So it's strange that the Rajbah would go to Isa Medrash Rabbah in, in, in Pasha Shemais to bring the Makar for this. It's a Mephorosh Gemara. It's a Chazal. Chazal in the Gemara and in, in, in Saita say it exactly. Now, I think, really the reason for this is if you look in the Medrash, the Medrash asks it as a kasha. The Medrash says, they brought him around to every nursemaid, so he should nurse, he wouldn't nurse. Because he said, the Medrash asks it. It's not Aser. And the Medrash answers, So I think the Rajba liked that the Gemara in Saito you could just interpret as something it's like a Moshe Rabbeinu thing. It's not something that you could, there's nothing to take from there to every person. Moshe Rabbeinu was, was you know, you can't take anything. The Rajba likes from the Medrash that the Medrash applies it to everybody. The Medrash says the Timtum, the Medrash sells it to the regular din for everybody, the din in Avadizara, and says no. Even though the mission of Avadizara says it's mutter, there's still the Timtum aspect. Now this din of not being Yonik, that is Gebracht and Shulchan Aruch. And Simon Pei Aleph and Siv Zayin. So some say some, you know, there's both versions of that. There's both versions of that. But the Ramah, what do you say? Yeah, that's a different, a different, the different checkets. Yeah, the Gemara, the Gemara in Ksubis. Yeah, no, no. So over here, the Ra, the the, Ra, the, the Ramah in Simon Payal of Simon Zayin, the Ramah brings as follows. He says, Chalav Mitzris kechalav Yisraelis, straight thin. Chalav Mitzris is kosher, just like the Chalav of Yisraelis. Mikal Makim layaniku tinek mina Mitzris im efshe Yisraelis. This is like the Gemara Nivamis. If you have a choice, don't be yainik. The Chalav of Edus kechavim betamtem halev. It's metamtem the lev umoylid loy tevara. It causes tintem a lev and it's moylid in the child of tevara. So here you have the Ramah paskining lahedya like the component of kashrus that's tintem a lev. Meaning normally by things that are regular treif, you don't have to divorce the two sugyas. No problem. It's treif, which is the superseding iser. It's treif. That's the primary thing to talk about. Yeah, rather also the tintem a lev. It's going to do real damage to you and etc. Over here, in a case where there, it's not treif, is where you see the, the, the Rajba divorcing, the, the Rajba and the Ramah divorcing these two dinim. Okay, it's not treif, but you still have the Tintam Alev aspect. So now, 
And the Rajma is, and the, and the Ramah is clearly saying it in the way of leaving a physical Rishim. Like Timtam Alev leaves a physical mark on the child in a way that therefore, even though it's not Usr, it's not worth doing. Now this is not something that's Muslim like, oh, the Taz, the Shach, etc., the Bach, the Taz, the Shach, they agree with the Ramah. Others are Chalik and the Ramah. And the Nafkamina would obviously be, you know, someone who ate Tarfas by mistake, if he, if he needs to do Tshuva, if there's Timtam Alev by him, if there's not. But, but, uh, and you see the concept of Timtam Alev being a very real and very physical uh, you know, implication on the person's body. Now, this is, I, mean, I just want to share a story on, on this Indian of Tintam Alev in regards to the Shaila. I, I don't know, you know, George, you don't, can't pass him from the story, but there was a story as follows. In Pozna, where Kvega was the Rav, there was a child, a 14-year-old boy, who never progressed past like the level of a 5-6 year old in learning. That's, that's what he was up to. He never got past that. And his parents, he's, I guess at that time, in that kuf, I think you were getting married about then, were getting exasperated that their child was like a, you know, an overgrown child who couldn't really learn. And they went through Kvegar and they asked him, Kvegar, like, could, you, could you give us a etza, something that you should see some success in his learning? Kvegar listened and he said, so, so tell me, so when's the last time that he, he learned good? He said second grade was his last great year. Second grade, Imam knak. that was his last great year. After that, nothing really, it stagnated. So Kvegar said, I think this sounds like Tarfus. This sounds like a child who ate Tarfus. The parents are taken aback. They're aghast. And we, we have a regular koshom. You know us. We, we, don't, we eat from the Rav Shechita. We don't, we don't... Tarfus? No way. It can never have happened. It sounds to me like this is a Tarfus thing. Go, go look into it. See if you can figure anything out. So the parents go back. They, they pull the child aside. And they tell us, do you ever eat by a friend's house? Do you have any friends who give you food? Is there somebody you go to? No, no, nothing, nothing, nothing. Did you ever once maybe... went like Talking, talking, until they finally remember that when he was six years old, second grade Taka, he went to a chasana in town of a guy whose name was, I forget his name, but he had a name. Um, uh, he had a name. They went, he went to this guy's chasana. It was a second wedding, a Zivik Sheni in the town of Pozna. It was a very happy event. He was a 55-year-old man who was finally getting married a second time. And he went to the chasana and he ate and it was, it was wonderful. I said, okay, that's, let's, let's analyze that one because that's the only outside, you know, that you ever ate. So they go, they track down the, the owner of the hall, and they ask the owner of the hall, tell us a little bit about that chasana. He says, oh, I remember that chasana was very happy when, when this guy had a second marriage, it was a big simcha in town, and we had the, the shaykhit, so-and-so, shecht, tens of chickens, it was a huge simcha, everybody really partook, it was beautiful. So, follow the, follow the chain, they go on to the shaykhit, and they ask the shaykhit, you know, is anything, uh, anything different about this chasana from any other chasana? And the shaykhit's face turns white. As you're still coming, Pete. Oh, it's, it's 10 years from then. And I'm, I'm still getting pets from that. I thought I put it behind me. And they, the, the parents are, what do you mean? What happened? What happened? You, you shechted. Something was wrong. It wasn't. It was treif. He says, of course not. What are you? Chayshed me that I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a machal I'm Of course not. Chas v'shalom. It wasn't treif. So he says, so what's the story? What happened? He says, here's the story. There was a, this person who was having his Zivik Sheni, was once married back in the day in Lyozhny, in the town of the Balatanya. A totally different sector of Europe, hundreds of miles away. He was married in the town of Lyozhny. And over there he got divorced from his first wife. And there was an error on the get. The, the get, the, the wife's name was Rachel, but everyone called her uh, Rosie. And they wrote in the get only Rachel. They didn't write Amachuna Rosie. They didn't write the other name. And the Balatanya held that this get was puzzle. It was a get puzzle in Gansan. It's not a kosher get. And the Balatanya wrote in a tshuva about this get that 
this guy, it's not a good get. And the only leverage that we have over him is that he cannot get married again until he straightens it out with his wife, that he's leaving over here without a get. And whoever partakes in his wedding, it's a terrible thing. And whoever shechts the food for his wedding, shechitas in Avela. This is the Balatanya wrote. And he says, and I had heard of this, you know, in the background, but I didn't know, like, it's not such a serious thing. And I ignored it, I shechted, I took the gig. And, and then a few days later, an actual letter from the Balatanya arrived in Pozna to an Alta Lubavitch Chassid who lived there. He showed me the letter. And ever since then, I've been eating myself up that I, I, I served the Velus Trevis to people. Now, it happens to be, I don't know if the story, how do I know if the story happened? It didn't happen. But it happens to be that the tshuva, the, the letter from the Balatanya is in the Shailas Tshuvas, in the back of the Shulchan Aruch Harav. There's a small handful of Shailas Tshuvas. In Tshuva Lamed Tess, the tshuva over there, the Balatanya says, the tshuva's there, the story's there. Nivhalti me he says of a story, beget pasal me de raisa, shekasavu baget shem ha'isha rachel. Even though she had a nickname, and he spells out how the nickname should be spelled, he says it's a terrible thing, it's not true. And then at the last line in the tshuva, he says as follows, Befrat b'gzeris chachamim al ha'shoichtim. I'm making gzeris chachamim on the shoichtim. Shalai yishchatu ala chasana chas v'shalom. They shouldn't shecht for this man's future wedding. Shum behem avoif. Bim yavru chas v'shalom. If they're over on this gzeris chachamim that I'm making that they shouldn't shecht. Teishchitasa nevela kedin. Teishchitasa nevela. Let their shechita be a shechitas nevela. Kedin ha'over v'chulu. L'shoimim yunun v'tavelein bracha tayvei Hashem. So the, the letter, the tshuva from the Balatanya saying this, that there is a story with a get like this and the thing. So now I don't know if someone, you know, built the rest of the story around this tshuva from the Balatanya or, the, or, or vice versa, you know. But the story definitely drives home this nakuda that we're saying, that Tim Tamalev is, 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 you know, mitziyuti. It's a real impact. It leaves a real mark. It's not something that's a, like... It's something, it's, it's a real thing. In the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah takes it seriously so much to paskin just Timtam Alev in a case where it's not actually Tarfus. And this story with the Kivegar and the Baatanya drives on the same Nakuda. Now, I'll just share, there's a few like, even like odd details of how vite this goes. Meaning, basically, what has to come out of this is that a, a Jewish body and a non-Jewish body are different. Right? Physically, they're different. Meaning, maybe you put them in an MRI, you can't tell the difference, you're not going to be able to see the difference. But it has to be that there's a difference. According to what all these Rishonim are saying, their bodies are different. Now, so I'll tell you two very interesting like, outcroppings of this Yisoy. So what's, what's the goof and what's the... The Shama? So here, so listen. So listen. So listen. Oh, so, one second, so listen. So that's exactly. Listen, I'll tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you two. I, I obviously, I'm... I, I, uh, Obviously, I'll say I struggle with the same thing. Meaning, if you put them in, under an MRI, of course, they're going to look the same. And we'll have to see how that Shtelzachais Ladina. But I want to tell you two, two ways that the Shtelzachais in a very interesting way. Number one is the Chsam Seifer in many places. The Chsam Seifer in Avedi Zara, the Chsam Seifer in Shabbos, and the Chsam Seifer in Halacha in Etchuvah Bet Nida says this in three different places that I know of that a doctor whose medical knowledge is predicated on experiments that he conducted on non Jews cannot extrapolate from their information for a Jewish body. So if it says, La halacha ta of an isha who's roya machmas tashmash, a shayla chamura, where she'd have to leave her wife if you can't figure it out. And we have a doctor who says, I've conducted experiments and X, Y, and Z will solve the problem. Says the chsam seifer, you have to be If the experiments are only based on knowledge that was obtained from a... So, now, many handle this and say that today, that medical knowledge is all based on 
on scans and actual tests, physical tests. So it's called David Lagluye. It's something that, meaning the doctor's really just revealing to you something that you don't have the training to see on your own. He's not telling you anything. There's no, there's no chiddush. Every doctor, all doctor, all of science that we practice today is really just uncovering something you don't have the skills or the language or the techniques to reveal. So a doctor's revealing that for you. That's not called being saimich on the doctor's prowess. You're not being saimich on like giluyim that the doctor, you know, built out of thing. And therefore, <coughs> what do you say? Maybe the treatment, maybe the treatment, but the, the fact pattern, what it's based on, meaning the guf, the physical guf that the doctor is basing his information on, that comes from, he's doing scans. It's, it's facts. So, Melo, you know, this din of the Sansaifa wouldn't apply, but where I saw that it applies in a second context, which blew my mind, and again, this is not, not the din, is as follows. There's a, there's a tshuva from the Chalkas Yaakov, of Breish from Switzerland, who's not that long ago. I don't know what the tshuva is from 1960, maybe. Someone wrote to him, he needs to get blood transfusions. He's, he's sick, he's getting treatment, he needs to get blood transfusions. And he wants to know if there's a mila to only get blood transfusions from Jewish blood, as opposed to from non-Jewish blood. And the Chalkas Yaakov takes it extremely seriously and goes through all these Gemaras with Temtem Alev and the, Z, the, the, the Zuama and, and etc. And he says, listen, if it's a Sakana, you're going to die if you don't take the blood, then Avada, Sakana is Deicha everything. You know? But if it's not Mamash Sakana, then I'm, I'm very partial, he says, to what you're telling me about about not wanting to have this, this non-Jewish blood, the Zuama, the Tintum Alev, and just like, you know, just like he says, just like Chalov from an Avedis Kechavim is Meilud Teva Ra, we know the Gemara compares Chalov and Dam to each other in many different places, Bechiris and Chulin, so, so yeah, Mestama the Dam of a guy could also be Meilud Teva Ra, and he says it, Kemat Lahalacha, now, if you're going to look, if you're going to ask any Paisik, if you can look in any medical safer, the Halacha is not like this. You, if one ever needs to go to hospital and have a blood transfusion, this is not the halacha. You're allowed to take a blood transfusion from a non-Jew. It isn't trait. But the Chalkas Yaakov takes it extremely seriously and says like, <coughs> also, also not a problem. Yeah, also not a problem. So now, so I thought this was like a... Yeah, a different Matthias, exactly. So I thought this was like a... Okay, the Chalkas Yaakov. I found last night that the Panovich who was, was, you know, a very, regular, a very regular person, was twice hospitalized in New York City, in Mount Sinai Hospital. Now, in the book, the Panovich of Harav Mipanovich, they claim that, you know, exactly the dates of the hospitalization, in, in theory, one should be able to fact check the story and go look up the records. But well, what they say, the story that's presented is as follows. The Panovich Rav was hospitalized in New York City in Mount Sinai um, early on, like 20 years before, 18 years before he was Nifter, and he needed a blood transfusion. And as they were going to give him blood, he told them, he told the doctor who was a Jew, that I need to only have Yiddish blood. I can't have any blood. It's not going to work for me. And the doctor, thinking that this is a ridiculous thing, yeah, I'm going to give you whatever, you whatever you say I'm giving you. 100%, only Jewish blood. And as they were about to give him the blood transfusion, the punisher started to scream. Said, I, only, I said, I only want Jewish blood. It's not going to work for me. It's not going to work for me. And, and the doctor said, had you know, I could tell, I could tell. Stop, stop, stop. And they stop, and in, in the book of there, they bring a name of, of a Teravadas Talmud, who was in Williamsburg at the time, who they brought down to the hospital to donate the blood. I'll tell you his name, I, you know, I don't know what to make of this, but his name was... Uh, yeah, it's, it's in here somewhere. I'll find it after, but... The, yeah, exactly, exactly. The, 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 the name of the Talmud from Teravadas, who was called down to, to donate blood in this, in this situation... And, and the Panamitrov took the blood and happy ever after. 18 years later, Panamitrov was sick again. This is the sick, the sick that he was going to die from. He was again in New York City collecting money, and he was again hospitalized in Mount Sinai Hospital, and again needed a blood transfusion. 
when the doctor comes into the room, the Panav again gives him the same instructions. He says, I only take uh, Jewish blood. And the doctor tells him, Rabbi, I treat hundreds, maybe thousands of Jewish patients. This is the first time in my entire life that I've ever heard someone say that. You don't need Jewish blood. This is what he tells him. So the Panav tells him, I'm telling you, it's not the first time that this hospital has heard this request. And it's not even the first time that this hospital has told suit to this request. Go look up my records from 18 years ago and you'll see that I can't have different types of blood. And they looked it up. They said, okay, fine. If you did it once, we'll do it again. And they gave him the blood he wanted. Now, make of what you want. But the, the Chalkas Yaakov is not Lahalacha. And the Banovich is a story full of names and dates. So it, technically it should be fact-checkable. But Al Kaponim, these people were looking at, at Tarfus and anything that was fed by Tarfus or satiated by Tarfus as physically different. As dam- physically damaging and physically different, and something that you need to stay away from, you know, at all costs. Now, obviously, the flip side, and I don't want to, I don't want to go for too long, but the flip side is, is the the kosher food and the milas that it imparts. The Chavetz Chaim, in the Sefer Nitchi Yisrael that he wrote for soldiers who were going out to battle, spends first two chapters saying how detrimental and terrible non-kosher food is for a Jew, and then he continues on. He brings many zayars and. How someone who eats kosher food, it gives him the right type of kachis and it allows him to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the shleimus and and you know, zulu mazu. If there's all the negative, there's going to be all the positive on the other side. Now, I'll just say one nakuda. Where you'll see the positives of food like expressed is obviously in Hasidic literature related to Shabbos food. When it comes to, let's say, Achilles Dagam on Shabbos. Now, Dagam on Shabbos is a Gemara. The Gemara on Shabbos in Tafkut Kofi says, if I eat Shabbos, a person should eat Dagam Gedailim. Now, in the Kisve Ari, in the Tikkun Zayar, it says much more lofty things about eating Dagam on Shabbos. And Adkade Kach, that the Magan Avram, in Simon Reishman Beis, brings from the Kisve Arizal, that a person should be makbid to eat fish all three meals of Shabbos. Not just one, I'll pee the Kisve Ari and the Zayar, a person should be makbid to eat fish all three meals. Now, if you look at the Chesidah Shazaram that follow after that, you'll find the reasons given marvelous, meaning each one's greater and more interesting than the next. You know, about Gilgul and about Sadiqim and fish, about fish being connected to Livyasa, and about fish being Histapkastat, etc., etc. Meaning, if you want to find the people who, you know, expound on the mindless of kosher food and what specific foods could do to a person to help him, you'll find them in the Chesidah Now, there is just one Nakuda that I want to say over about fish on Shabbos that's not from Chesidah Shazafer, that's very, very much halacha, and again, you'll see this concept. The the Magen Avram brings down from a Tzemach Tzedek, not the Lubavitch Tzemach Tzedek, the first Tzemach Tzedek, from Nachman L'Krachmal. Shaila as follows. He says, who would fishmongers, who would sell the fish, and they would jack up the prices like crazy for Jews. It might ring a bell. They would jack up the prices like crazy on Shabbos food, and, and no one had a choice, and they had to buy the food, right? So the Tzemach Tzedek was presented, could we make a boycott? And say for two months, no one's allowed to buy fish from Goyim in order to force them to to bring down the prices. All their stock will spoil, they'll learn the lesson, and they won't, you know, rip everybody off like this again. So it says the Tzemach Tzedek, as follows, he says, Shabbos, Oynik Shabbos, is a Deiraisa. But eating fish on Shabbos is, is a Deiraban, not a Deiraban, even it's a, you know, on Hagatayve, it's a variation of Oynik Shabbos. Says the Tzemach Tzedek, I have a raya from a Gemara in Tmura that says as follows, he says, one time, the sellers of kinim, the sellers of birds that, that women have to bring for their kabbanis in the base of Mikdash, raised the price from one coin to five coin. So Ba, Rav Gamliel, and he says, I'm going to make a takana that women who normally were machmah, that they bring five kinim, only need to bring one kin, one, one kan, one bird. And basically he destroyed, he took the bottom out of the market, he destroyed the market. It says it wasn't nightfall before the price went down to, to a fifth of what it was. And Rav Gamliel came, he said, no, no problem, I'm going to boycott it. So it says the Tzemach Tzedek, kinim, 
is a deraisa, when a woman has to bring these kabbanas. And this, that we're machmer to bring five, is a safek deraisa l'chumra. This is deraisa. And Afa, Pikein, you see that Gamaliel was able to say, nah, we could, we could pause, no problem. Um, you want to play like this? I'll pause, boycott. Says the Tzemach Tzedek, when it comes to fish on Shabbos, we can make a boycott. That's what the Tzemach Tzedek says. Now it comes along the Beis Hillel, in Hagar from the son of the Mechaber, in the Sefer Hillel, which is another very early Sefer, and says that the, he, he has a kasha on the Tzemach Tzedek's Raya from, from, from Kinnam, which a lot of people have a kasha. And, and then he says, that, but the Bezed that the Tzemach Tzedek wrote, that Achilles Dagum on Shabbos, Shabbos is, is, not, is just the Indian Taiv, Bezed he made a mistake. Achilles Dagum on Shabbos is a Deiraisa, he says. Now he doesn't bring him a car for it. And the, the Balatanya in Simon Reishman Bez in Ocha Shabbos, in the Kuntra Sacharin, Balatanya brings Hagal mi, mi Ben Avesil, and he says that the Ben Avesil says that Achilles Dagum on Shabbos is a Deiraisa, and it ain't, he says. He says, I looked, there's no, the Balatanya writes in, in, uh, in Kuntra Sacharin over here, he says, 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 for some reason, all the codifiers of halacha, the Rambam, the Shochanarach, they were malamayim from this chi of deraisa that the Basil is talking about. It says it's not a chi of deraisa, it's just a, you know, an Indian. I'll pee Kabbalah, I'll pee the Zayr, I'll pee the Kisverizel. So the Balatanya is, is you know, bringing, cutting it down to size a little bit and saying it's, a, it's Indian type. But Akaponim, you see, the foods that we're supposed to eat could be given a, a tremendous, like, chaymer, severity. So it's, it's Zulu Mazu. What you're not supposed to eat is very detrimental, and what you are supposed to eat is very beneficial. Now, you know, if you want to say it's a, the marshal that Tzemach Tzedek used to say, not this Tzemach, now back to the Lubavitcher Tzemach Tzedek. The Lubavitcher Tzemach Tzedek used to say that Achilles Kasha, the, the, eat, the eating of Kasha on Shabbos is a Deraisa. And no, not a Deraisa, Halachal Mishmi Sinai. It says, I know, I can't tell you where, but it's a Halachal Mishmi Sinai to eat Kasha on Shabbos. If you look in Achsidu Salaam Dafud, I have one at home, from a square guy about all the different foods. It's, it's amazing, off the charts. The significance in every, everything that comes on a Shabbos table is significant. Which, whether or not you want to take it to the chaymer that's being ascribed to it, or you just want to say, you know, it's a beautiful thing that everything is deliberate and intentional, and, and every food that's on a Shabbos table is on purpose. So, B'chalifin, we'll use this as a hakdama to the, to the Indian of, of achila, of food and its significance. Now, over the next few weeks, I'll move on to some of the specifics. I think next week we'll start with fish because we're ending with fish, so we'll start with fish and uh, we'll continue from there.